I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is still His Kingdom Keeps, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I talk about every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're back with more season five. I just noticed that the name of this episode is another sorry which is a really awkward like word for or, like, an really? awkward phrase like another do I, did I copy and paste that wrong that can't be accurate I do, right I, I don't know what is the name of this episode i just like i just opened my I'll notes and was like what in the fuck yeah it's called an- another's, another's sorrow. sorrow weird okay <laughs> very strange all right um, anywho, how are anywho, you, Jeremy? I'm doing good, Chris. Uh, you know who else is doing good? All of our new patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the yeah. week. They keep joining, and we really, really appreciate it. They get uh, they get uh, access to our Discord server, and they get this podcast early. They get exclusive content, all of that good stuff. It's super exciting for everybody. Um, yeah, that's really all I got to say. How are you, Chris? I'm doing all right. I'm ready to Merle, my friend. Let's let's do some fucking Just Merle. Just a little, little inside baseball for you listeners out there. When Jeremy and I get ready to uh, record the podcast, I say, you got time to Merle today? You ready to Merle? That's that's the way that we speak to each other. Sometimes sometimes I'm like, it's, it'll be the afternoon on a on one of our usual recording days, and I'll be like, hey, buddy, have you Merle today? As, to, which means, yeah. have you watched this episode of Merlin this week, and are mm-hmm. you ready to podcast about it? It's, it's a lot. It's it's com- it's compressing a lot of things into one, one word. That's I right. Think. It's a powerful verb so that's just that's a freebie i guess what uh what's been going on in in merle oh last time we merled um after attempting to speak to his father one last time arthur accidentally sets uther's spirit loose on an unsuspecting camelot sickened by the state of the kingdom and his son's leadership uther's ghost unleashes his wrath upon the castle arthur is once again forced to find faith in himself and cast his father's shadow back into the veil overcoming Yet another step of self-doubt in the process. That's all I got. I, I like it. Uh, we're discussing Season 5, Episode 4, Another Sorry. This was aired on October 27th, 2012, and directed by Ashley Way and written by Jake Mishi. With Princess Mythian as the perfect bait, Morgana conjures a deception so powerful that the whole of Camelot is taken in, even Merlin himself. As if, me. I like, I'm just going to say, by the way, like, the, like Merlin is the most observational <laughs> kind of dude out there, yeah. right? Like, absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, as the storm's clouds gather, will the young warlock see through the lies, or will Morgana at last, at long last, fulfill her dreams of revenge? Mm-mm. Not I, me. I'm different. I would have noticed. I I think I would have noticed. Uh, also, I I feel like we really put a uh, we really closed the book on Uther Pendragon in the last episode. Like yeah, I feel like we yeah. got all of our emotions about Uther Pendragon out, and this isn't like specifically about Uther Pendragon, but like the core. Like conflict between Arthur and King Odin um, is this revenge thing for uh, you know Arthur killing Odin's son and Odin killing Uther, uh, and it just casts kind of a shadow on this episode that I didn't I don't particularly care about like that much. I think it. Works. I wonder if this would have worked better if it had come after or rather come, come before, before the ghost yeah, episode. I think so. Where I- he decides to make this peace treaty, forsake the revenge that he was apparently dead set on throughout all this episode. And then the episode after, he decides to go and talk to his father's spirit. Uh, that would have been a little bit more interesting. But that's yeah. not what we got. Uh, instead, we start out with a town, a unnamed town, uh, burning. Uh, crows are standing on dead knights. 
Morgana walks into this absolutely beautiful hall. Like, I don't know what yeah, this is. I'm just is. thinking, this who's is, her new boy toy? Who's, who's this guy she's with? This is King Odin that she's with, and they are uh, they are forcing King Rodor and Princess Mithian to kneel down in front of their throne. So this is wherever they're from. I, I can't remember it. I don't actually care about that much. Uh, Nemeth? Yep. Yeah. Nem- Nemeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that. But it's what I said. Um. We've seen we've we know Princess Mithian. She was briefly engaged to Arthur uh, while mm-hmm. he was uh, she was Arthur's rebound. Let's let's face it. <laughs> she, was, she was Arthur's rebound. She was pretty chill about everything though. Pretty pretty calm chick. She likes to shoot stuff. She likes to ride around. She's not afraid to burp. Like she's a cool yeah. chick. Uh, and uh, they've been captured. Morgana orders them taken away and tells Odin that he can have whatever he wants at this and this. He, she is only doing this to be able to get uh, her throne back or to get Camelot back. And in exchange for his help and his armies, she's going to give him Arthur. Uh, mm-hmm. And then she walks away, and again we get this like it's only the very first part of the episode, but like whatever like hall like banquet thing that they are in is just incredible looking. It's so so cool. Yeah. Apparently, if you just bit like spend a whole shit ton of money on, and build some stuff and like keep it up for two or three hundred years, I'm really into yeah. it. <laughs> like, it. Turns out. Turns out. <laughs> uh, um. So we get our intro, right? And then the next scene is Princess Mithian riding to Camelot for help. Dude, I couldn't stop thinking, like, how? Dude, how'd she get there? <laughs> how'd she get away? Well, turns out turns she out. actually did it. <laughs> uh, Leon comes storming out. Who is this coming on Camelot? After dark, Leon's an old granddad. Like, how dare you? <laughs> Don't you know what that cap on, dude? He was ready to go to bed. Don't you know what time it is? It's like Leon. It's seven thirty. Chainmail is hastily thrown on over his pajamas. Can't believe he got me out of bed for this. This reminds me a lot of Mark. Mark likes to take his pants off in the evening, and like if you knock on his door after five thirty, there's a good chance. Like, like, uh yeah, yeah. Um, so Leon comes out, recognizes Mithian, uh, right in time for her to completely uh, collapse, and uh, we see that she is worth a older serving woman. Although we haven't like can't really get a good glimpse of her yet. Leon takes the princess to Gaius. Uh, Merlin is like with this old lady, like, hey, you want to like do literally anything, go somewhere else? And she's like, nope, staying right here. Uh, and I love Gaius, who is just like, oh, this woman is very sick. G- Merlin, give me a blanket. <laughs> like, yeah, I just need, right. she's cold. Let me give me your blanket. Yeah. Um, Step one, blankets. Merlin, of course, runs to report to Arthur uh, and tells Arthur that the princess is uh, going to be okay. She just needs rest. Arthur really wants to go figure out what's going on now. And Merlin is like, absolutely not. She's got to rest first. And he's like, did you just yeah. give me an order? <laughs> Merlin's like, yeah, and it felt really good. <laughs> yeah. But he's also like, if she came here of all places, like something is like really bad has had to have happened. If she's come to me for help. We, Cause I broke up with her. <laughs> Cause I broke up with her and now I'm married. And that's always very, very awkward. And, uh, and Mythians, you know, I've never been in the same room as, one of my exes since Autumn and I have gotten married. Like uh, the three of us. I don't I don't think I've seen any of my exes. Is, Probably for the best, is that weird? Right? Is that strange? Probably not. Huh? Like you're not supposed to hang out strange. with those people. That's pretty, yeah, that's yeah. Pretty normal. Just weird. Um in Mythian's room, uh we we see this old woman uh start to go through some sort of attack, it looks like. Uh and we see a pretty long winded transformation. Uh, and it turns out it's none other than our favorite goth queen, Morgana. Mm. She's been using magic uh, to make herself look older, picking up some cues from from Merlin. And uh, it's ex- if only she knew, dude. <laughs> if only she knew. It's uh, and it's absolutely exhausting her. She she can barely keep this up. Uh, this is a higher level of magic than we've seen Morgana have. Merlin's going to comment on this 
at the end of the episode of like she's getting stronger uh and i think it's interesting that they as, as much as this episode kind of feels like oh morgana's up to world tricks again like it feels like it's definitely putting some blocks together as far as like what she's been up to and what she's trying to mm-hmm. do she's training dude she's getting stronger that's all right, exactly in the work. right. that's all i can say. she's putting in the work put in the work yeah um so from here okay so now we understand okay Lady Mithian is being held hostage. Something, something's going on here. Um, and the next day they go and they see Arthur and explain what happened. Um, and Lady Mithian, with her handmaiden by her side, um, explains that Odin's men came in. They, quote, cut us down like corn. It's a very weird line. <laughs> very strange her, line. <laughs> her and her father were able to escape um, to the border, but her father couldn't go any further. Um, so now it's only a matter of time before Odin catches his her father, uh, and she needs their help. You are my only hope. She drops the the Princess Leia line. I uh, there was a I can't I guess it was a much earlier episode of Merlin where they and I don't remember if this came up on the podcast or if this was when we were watching it originally, but uh, there was some trivia section in some episode where they talked about corn and like this, whoever the Wikipedia got person was, was like, actually, uh, corn wasn't available in this time period. And I'm just like, shut up. Just absolutely shut up. Neither were dragons, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, um, everybody. But then they cut us down the corn. was just very funny. It's just a very... And then Arthur and Gwen exchange a look. Yeah. Like, like Ooh, corn. <laughs> we know what that is. Um, Arthur agrees to help. Of course, uh, Mithian cries yeah. what look like real tears to me. Um, and we go to Arthur's chamber where he's, uh, kind of putting, putting together a plan. He's going to bring a small and stealthy force to sneak over the border, grab King Rodor, uh, come right back, uh, save the day before any of King Odin's men can find him. Um, which seems like a risky plan because he is the king of Camelot. Like this seems like something that mm-hmm. you would let Gwen do, but Arthur is Arthur, so he's going yeah. <laughs> to not just let make, make Gwen do it. He's um, like, I'm not going to send my men to do anything I wouldn't do myself. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to do everything. You have to do everything, <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes, like if I was a king, I would immediately find a Gwen and I would just be like, Gwen, come here. I got a new task for you, Gwen. Hey, hey, and Gwen, like Gwen's dumb enough to be like, oh yeah, absolutely, I got this covered. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, thanks, King Jeremy. And I'd be like, yes, I like this relationship, Gwen. Have, have a good day. <laughs> um, they are going to sneak over, sneak back. Uh, we go to nighttime uh, where Mythian kind of spies she on did, Morgana. She spies Morgana talking to crows, and she's like, well, that's normal. I love some witchy shit, man. Morgana does some witchy shit. Like, just <laughs> casting a spell, tying stuff to crows, talking to crows. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. Um, and when she sees this, she tries to, uh, Mythian tries to go and, I guess, warn Arthur because she rightfully assumes, oh, Morgana knows the plan and has just warned Odin about it. Uh, and so she runs off to try and uh, tell Arthur. But she gets caught. She doesn't get away. But that's when a knock, knock, knock comes at the door. <laughs> I love I love the fact that super spy Merlin, like he knocks at the door and obviously they're like kind of caught. So uh, they, they freeze. And then um, as Morgana like rushes over to pull Mithian up, Merlin just opens the door because <laughs> he's like, I yeah. did not. And he's like, oh, sorry. I, 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 knocked, I did uh... knock. And I'm like, yeah, if no one answered that, you don't get to open the door, Merlin. That is him, dude. That's his whole MO. <laughs> like, he's just like hoping to see a butt cheek or something. Oh, man. Knocks once. Like, I gave you the warning. 
Now I'm coming in. Now I'm, like, I'm of coming you're in. Trying to see some princess butt cheeks, you pervert. Uh, he immediately picks up some very strange vibes, uh, and uh, also just hilariously enough, is there to deliver what Caius's magical cure all, the sleeping drought, to the to, he's, yeah. he's giving to a woman. Man, Caius loves nothing better than just to put a woman to sleep. That's dude. That's that's his mo. That's his right? mo. That, that's um, his thing. He just he he put all of Camelot to sleep if he had, if he could. Um, not not for any not so he could like get up to mischief. I think he's just he just is really satisfied making people fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. It's just like his thing. Like some people like to play the harp. Guys like to put people to sleep. Like he it's it's to put people to sleep. Yeah. There's there's um, there's two wolves inside you. One that wants people awake. One that wants people to sleep. <laughs> that's right. So Merlin notices something, but he's not quite sure what he's seeing here. So uh, he tends to read into things, but I think he should trust his intuition. And as we go to the lab after this, obviously Morgana is pissed that Mythian tried to make a break for it. Um, as Merlin goes back to the lab, Gaia says, hey, what's on your mind? And Merlin confides that, hey, Mythian seems like she's really frightened of something. It just seems like something's going on. Her and Hilda had a super weird vibe going on and like, I know a weird vibe when I see it. And Gaius is like, oh, she's been through a lot. I'm sure she's fine. Like, again, Merlin's intuition is like 99% of the time is correct. You know, sometimes he makes a mistake or two, but it's usually he makes a mistake because Gaius doesn't fucking listen to him and he has to act on his own. Um, like, I just feel like if Merlin is saying, hey, I think something's up, Gaius fucking should go listen. Like, hmm, okay, I'll keep an eye out. Then listen. Like, the, the, he's been right every single time. Every yeah, single seriously. time. Unless there is unfilmed canon that we don't know about where Berlin just does this every single day of his life like he comes back from the kitchen and it's like the bread smells funny and Gaius is like no it something's off no it doesn't no it. it absolutely doesn't like if he's got one in seven like if he's accurate one in seven times then maybe Gaius is right to be like uh I'm sure I'm sure she's just off because she had this heroin ordeal Merlin like no 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 no, no not at all um we go to Arthur and Gwen who uh Gwyn is expressing some concerns about Arthur's motivations for helping uh, Mythian. Um, and I thought this was going to do, I thought this was going to go a different way because um, if you remember the episode with Mythian, uh, Mythian did try to shoot her with a crossbow. <laughs> or no, Mythian. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mythian did. She got turned into a deer. Let's, let us not forget. <laughs> Gwen was turned into a deer. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Arthur uh, went to shoot and Merlin stopped it and then, didn't Mythian shoot her, and that's what that's what actually knocked her down. Mythian had her blood up, dude. Yeah, Mythian, Mythian, does, Mythian don't miss. Um, so I, I genuinely thought this was going to be like, I think that you're helping her because she's cute. Uh, but instead, she's like, No, I, I. Why are you really doing this? Like, if this, if you're seeking out Odin to take revenge for your father's death, like that's not a good thing to do. Like, you're risking the whole of Camelot on that. Um, and a thing that I really enjoy about this episode especially about Gwen and Arthur's relationship is when Arthur says, absolutely not. Like we have to help them. We have a treaty with them. They're our friends. We can't just let Odin run, you know, wild all over the land. And she just yeah. trusts him. Um, like she just says, okay, I just wanted to make sure. And then he says like, thank you for questioning me though. Like it's a, it's a, it's a nice yeah. exchange uh, between a, a, a married couple. And it's just, it felt very lived in and very real and very like, I'm going to check in with you to make sure things yeah. are okay. Kind of. And I, I dig it. I do. And I do think she still kind of suspects something. And I think that that's because Arthur is lying to himself. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think Arthur is trying to tell himself I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do. And he's trying to ignore that part of him. That's like, I want revenge on Odin. Um, we go over to Odin who receives Morgana's message, uh, and he kind of slaps King Rodor around a little bit. King Rodor is like, Arthur is honorable. And Odin's like, no, he's not. Spack. Yeah, uh, he killed my son. 
we come back over to Mythian, uh, who wakes up when Morgana is still asleep. Uh, she sneaks out again. She, Morgana, she, like, get it together. Get it together, girl. Like, you're real, real bad. Morgana at this. just being fully passed out on this table. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, did you did you just go to sleep like reading your own mag? Like, what happened here? Why are you just asleep at the table? Uh, and she's got the keys to the she's door like sprawled over it too. in her in her hand. And like, Mythian like spent some time pushing a comb where the keys are for some reason. And I don't, yeah. I don't quite understand that I, I who it doesn't matter it doesn't care but like she finally She's grabs the, the most, keys really yeah um she grabs the keys she sneaks out and then she like starts racing down the hallway and i was like yes finally they're gonna they're gonna catch her uh but unfortunately morgana wakes up pretty quickly um and as mythian gets to my favorite set in the merlin universe which is the stained glass balcony um slash hallway that we see all the time i love it so much it's so beautiful the lighting is yeah. great uh morgana catches her uh, and just is, yeah. is like hey I am going to really punish your father if you keep doing this. And in the meantime, I am going to torture you. And she cast a spell to make Mythian's bracelet heat up to be like, look, look like, like super fucking hot. And then like, she's yeah. screaming in agony at this point. Um, and then is that when, oh yeah, Gwen rocks up and is like, Hey, what's going on? I heard uh, screaming and smelled burning flesh. <laughs> so, are y'all, um, y'all doing some BLTs out here or what? Yeah. <laughs> but they just are like, they, they, you know, just, push it all aside and oh they gotta go back to her room like oh there's nothing going on and Gwen's like okay well if you're fine that that's fine I feel like she'd recognize Morgana Morgana in this scene in particular looked the most like Morgana um and I just feel like Morgana and Gwen spent a lot of time together and maybe she would she would recognize her have some sort of suspicion but doesn't seem to be the case she's just like okay off to bed then she does she does give them like a a backwards glance, right? Because she she does still smell the burning flesh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's and it's just the burning flesh. She's like, that was a really normal encounter, except for the smell. Like that's an important yeah. part of that encounter that we're not talking yeah. about. <laughs> um, the next day, uh, Merlin expresses his concerns again to Arthur, saying that there's uh, something up and maybe they should delay the mission until they get all of the facts. Uh, Arthur is, is not into it. Um, there's a line here where he says, you know, here I am, my my two arms, my two legs, my own teeth, uh, which I guess is a reference to Bradley James getting his teeth fixed during the filming of Merlin. Oh. I don't know if you oh. noticed that his grill got a lot better. We, I think we we mentioned on the podcast at some point. I but can't remember. Yeah, yeah. His his grill gets a lot better between season three and four, or four and five, I think. I'm always uh, observing his bangs. Yeah, yeah. I just want to know, you know, what's just, I just, I'm just curious about them. How can, how can you even get lower than the eyes? Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. never, like that dude could be just a fucking <laughs> clown downstairs. I have no idea. His eyes catch me every time. Um, uh. <laughs> he's a real butter clown. You know what I'm saying, Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, Merlin wants him to, to to hold up. He's like, dude, you know, w- listen, what am I supposed to do? Her father's in danger. Would you ask me to wait? Would you wait? Come on, no, we got we got to we got to go. Yeah, and of course, like this always gets uh, Merlin. Anytime you want Merlin to do something, you just ask him. Like, would you do, go, it? Merlin? What would you do? And he goes, yeah, fuck. I'm right, doing the same thing. I'd be impulsive and irrational. You're right. You got me. <laughs> yeah, every day of time. Uh, they head into the courtyard to mount up. Uh, Morgana gets some help from Leon, uh, which Leon's probably going to like get made. I, I can imagine Gwen just clowning on Leon about this whole situation when yeah. uh, after the event happens, right? Oh, Gwen yeah. being like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but they ride out. We get some more really cool landscape shots, uh, and eventually they um, take a rest. And as Merlin is helping Mythian down, he sees the burn on her on her wrist, uh, and then she makes up a, a story since Morgana is right there looking at him. Uh, about it being from Odin's men. And he's very suspicious of this because, like, 
as he tells Gaius in the next scene, like that seems like a weird detail to have left out. And of course, Gaius, yeah. this being the tenth or fifteenth time on this horse journey that Berlin has tried to tell him about something suspicious, like what about those rocks over there, Gaius? He's just tired of it. He's like, I don't think anything is happening, Berlin. This is come on, Gaius. This come is dumb. On. But yeah, so they they just set off again, continue on their journey, and Merlin's just like, all right, I guess I'm just gonna keep an eye on them because guys isn't gonna fucking listen to me. Um, I, I will say, and then that it, night at it, camp, they stop to talk. Yeah, at this point, I'm the the, the episode kind of started to drag for me a little bit here. I like this episode mm. overall, but I feel like it was a it was a B plot short of a good episode, if that makes sense. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like I just feel like there, if we had a wild and wacky Gwen adventure happening back at Camelot while all of this was happening, I'd be way more into it. I think I just mm-hmm. they really stretched out this travel stuff. <laughs> it's, it's it's particularly it's the travel stuff. That, yeah, that slows it down a little bit. Mm. Um, if they had just managed to yeah do anything else here, um, or even let Merlin do more snooping, but at least we come upon here and we do have a conversation where the the revenge factor kind of comes up again, and Merlin questions Arthur's motives for doing this, and again he still smells something's wrong. He he just feels like that this we're walking into a trap, which they are, um, and he confronts Arthur and he says like, listen, I know you're doing this for revenge against Odin. I understand how you feel, but I don't think that you should put so much on the line just to get back at Odin. Um, and again, Arthur's like, bro, what would you do if you were me? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yep. Uh, and before they can really go too far down that path, Morgana collapses. Um, and obviously, like, the struggle to hold on to this elderly form is, 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 is hard. And she falls down. Gaius rushes over to help. Um, and she refuses at first, but like everybody is looking at it. It's like, hey, old woman, like take the help. That's the king's like physician. Like, what are you doing? Um, and we get this very funny scene of Gaius like looking at Morgana, which seems to be just him like poking her in the face a whole lot. <laughs> that seems to be his vibe. Uh, and of course, Morgana. He's like, damn, those th- veins be thumping. Right now. <laughs> we get some thumping veins, girl. Um, are you at Coachella? Because these veins are thumping. Damn. Um, and I just I just love the like Morgana being extremely uncomfortable while he just pokes his fingers in her face constantly is is a very it's a comedic moment for me. Um, that's classic, dude. That's classic. And she's, I mean, not to make light of it, but she I feel like she kind of has some trauma with Gaia. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. All the shit that he put her through, and I can't even remember how he, he did know her secret. I can't remember if she knew he knew. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, she learns that basically she was just being drugged to yes. avoid mm-hmm. dealing with it. Um. So yeah, she, this is immensely uncomfortable for her but she has to just play it cool and go along with it um otherwise she'll be found out uh Gaius then later tells Merlin like something's up uh like she she may look like an old woman but she's got the the heart of a younger woman and Merlin's like I, that sounds like super creepy coming from you old man I'm kind of super weird uh, uh, he's like okay let's put it this way her veins are really thumping and Merlin, uh, uh, what is that? I don't think you've ever showed me the thumping before. I don't know what that mm-hmm. is. And then Gaius just turns away and starts braiding his hair or whatever. Um, the next day, uh, again, Mithina is caught sneaking around by Morgana. And I feel like this she's is... not good at sneaking around. Maybe it's the travel stuff, and it's also like there's four variations or five variations of this, right? Like of yeah. Mithian trying to get yeah. away and Morgana. And it's just like the same... they don't want the audience to hate her. They don't want her to feel yeah. as complicit in this. Uh, which, again, she's not. But I, I imagine that if you're watching it at home, thinking, why is she just sitting there? Why isn't she running away? Mar- Morgana can't expose herself in front of everybody. Like, what is she doing? Um, so I guess that's probably the reasoning why they do it so many times. Um, also, because, you know, Merlin's a little thick. 
you know? Yeah, it takes um, it takes a long time takes, for this to It takes out. some eight or nine escape attempts for him to realize that um, something's going on. Mythian finally just is like, hey, I got to go wash. Like, I will be right back. Um, meanwhile, Leon is reporting back to Arthur. Uh, their scouts say that there's uh, large numbers of Odin's men patrolling the area, and he's like, "Hey, I think we should just hang out here. Like, we we should we should just wait for the patrols to disappear, then we could press our attack. Like, if we get surrounded, we're going to be taken immediately." And Arthur's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no way, no how. Let's do it." Uh, meanwhile, Mythian goes over to Mar- Merlin and is like, "Hey, I need you to refill this water." And he's like, "No, no problem. Here, just take my water." And she's like, "I am not drinking after you. I don't <laughs> want to drink your dirty peasant water." Gross. He's like, "Whoa, okay. <laughs> you are a super gross person, and I don't want to. I, want, I don't want my lips to touch anything that has touched yours, including Arthur." Wow, um, wow, that stings. Okay, <laughs> seems uh, a little mean, Mythian, but okay, it's fine. I guess I'm a person. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Um, and I love this bit. This is a very good Merlin bit to me, I think, in that she, she goes, he, Merlin's like, okay, I'm going to take your water, like, container, your water camel or whatever, go down to the side of the river, uh, it's filling it up, and then looks up and just on a rock, she has written Morgana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that there was going to be something inside, like a message inside yes, the bottle yes. or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but it just says Morgana on a rock. Uh, <sighs> she just peed it into the sand. Um, so good. Letters. So good, dude. Um, now, I think that this only works because Mythian knows that Merlin has noticed something. Um, we got to give him a little credit here where he does seem to have picked up on it. They've made enough fleeting eye contact that she knows um, that, that he probably has noticed something. So if she sends him off, then hopefully he'll see this. And uh, at least I'm assuming that they had that connection yeah. uh, and he does notice it. Uh, but before he can do anything, unfortunately, uh, it's combat time. It's combat time. You have encountered a uh, a random combat in, in section. They um, Morgana flings him to the ground. Um, he's he's knocked on the head and kind of reeling. She like force chokes him for a little while, uh, and then has to let up as because Arthur starts calling. And uh, just very quickly, we have uh, our buddy Sir Arms carrying him back to the camp. Um, Merlin has like a, a bloodied head, like he has been hit in the head and is, and is, that looks like a, a egregious wound. And of course, Arthur is like concerned, uh, but he also decides to go ahead and tells Gwen to, Hey, Again, it's, this is, I didn't know Arthur hated Odin this much. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's something that we hadn't really talked about in a whole long time, right? Like it's yeah. been a little while, um, but it's obviously very, very fresh on Arthur's brain. What did Odin do? He killed Uther. What do you mean? He killed Uther. Because I, because I thought, I thought uh-huh. Dragoon did that by accident. Um. Well, I mean, they both. Oh, he sent the assassin that like poisoned him or whatever. Right? Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Real... <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember that. I'm actually trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. He sent an assassin, and then they have a little sword fight in Uther's chambers. But I think he gets like poisoned or something. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, Arthur's still big mad about it. So he decides to get mm-hmm. go. Um, some time passes. Uh, Gwen is like, man, it's really weird that Merlin hasn't woken up. It just seems like he should just wake up. That's what I do whenever I get hit in the head. Like, Gwen, yeah. you <laughs> lovable puppy dog idiot. I just, I, I want to put you in my pocket sometimes. Um, <laughs> he, Gaius is like, Gwen, I need you to go. He literally tells Gwen to go fetch. He's like, go get some yeah, firewood. Go fetch. Uh, and then back at it again. Uh Gaia starts just cooking. He starts cooking. Who let who let him cook? He starts using magic. Uh, his eyes flash yellow. I feel like he's really just been like letting loose a little bit since Uther died. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna dabble a little bit more than I did before. Um, still not fully dabbling like Merlin, but he's there. He's active. You know, he's active enough that he starts using a healing spell. This is awful. 
I, th- I, I don't I, I'm, I've come to like not only do I not particularly enjoy Gaius as a character that much anymore um, like I, all of the things that this podcast like doing this podcast has has taught me about Gaius just makes me realize like I just don't like the character um, and this and this poor man's face uh, who, who plays Gaius uh, Richard Wilson I, I'm sure he's a fine man but I'm just getting so tired of his weird facial expressions in this show like it's just it's just off-putting then they put this awful wig on him in season five and now they've got him like fucking a jack Calculating a spell all over Berlin, and I can't, Chris. I just can't. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I just, I need him to die for plot pretty soon. I need him to die in the first, the next two or three episodes, so that Berlin can go on a revenge quest or something. I don't hate just, to say it, but I just, I feel like he would be better served as, as refrigerated at this point. That's all I'm saying, Chris. <laughs> I, just, I just want this man fridged. All right, hey, it's fine, it's fine. Um, um, does it work? Does does he cook it up? He dude. I mean, we shouldn't have let him cook, but hey, it worked. But actually, do we even get that yet, or do we just uh, do we first go over to Arthur? We go I can't over. Remember. We go over to Arthur. A Merlin yeah. will wake up eventually, but right now, Arthur and company are they're finally approaching Odin's land, or where they're supposed to go and save uh, King Rucksack or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, at that point, Merlin is being woken up. Um, they reveal, hey, Hilda is Morgana. We got to do something, um, and then. <laughs> Merlin and uh, Quain run off and leave guys behind. <laughs> like, sorry, old man. See you later. We, we gotta split town. You hang out in these old ruins. We'll see you later. We got work to do. Because I wrote in my notes, like, oh, the trio like hurries to catch up. Nope. No, 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 no. Not the trio. <laughs> Just Gwen and I love I love it when Gwen arrives back with the firewood and sees Merlin. He's just like, "Hey!" And Merlin's like, "We got to go." And Gwen's like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. Just a dumb, lovable idiot. <laughs> Don't gotta tell me twice. Um, there's a whole lot of movement <laughs> for a while. We're gonna go back and forth between Mythian leading Arthur and his group to the tomb, and Gwen and Merlin running through the woods to catch up. Uh, Arthur arrives at the tomb, and Mythian is like obviously distressed, but saying like, "My father is inside." Gwen finds a shortcut because you know that's the kind of bro that he is. Uh, mm-hmm. Arthur and his men like leave some men outside. They go inside the tomb. They go to the, ch- the the burial chamber, which is totally empty. And as he's like, "Where, where is, where is King Ragnar or whatever?" Uh, she, Mythian says, "Like, I'm, I'm so sorry." And that's when all of the guards arrive. Uh, yeah. And th- you could tell Arthur realizes that this is a trap, like at the moment. Um, and it's like, man, Bradley James really kills it with his facial expressions in this episode specifically. Like mm-hmm. he, you can almost immediately tell that he's just like, fine. <laughs> like you can tell, like I, I brought this on myself. I shouldn't be here. He does some, he does some good stuff later too, where yeah, he's like yeah. really angry and yelling at Odin and like, but that whole thing is good. But yeah, here he's just like, okay. But then they like instantly like jump into battle. Um, for some reason, we're in season five. I thought Percival might die here. I thought this was going to get like real serious because it's just Arthur and Percival down there. And they, they are completely overwhelmed, but very quickly they are they are subdued. Uh, but Percival got like he got pressed down on the on that stone like that. Yeah. They were gonna cut his damn head off. I thought we were going there. I thought we were um, done with him. You got fucking Eddard Stark, that dude. So they gave him they gave him like a cool like pauldron or like something over one of his arms. Yeah. And I was like, he got an armor upgrade, but like he's not gonna be long <laughs> for this world. He got he's got a he's got a dope new fit. He's dead. <laughs> he's going to die soon. Um, they are both overwhelmed, as you mentioned. They're both sub- uh, restrained. And as as Arthur is kind of uh, pulled back, he yells at Mithian, like, what wrong have I done you? And of course, this is when Odin arrives, um, waiting. This is the way he was been waiting for this moment to kill Arthur. And it's also the moment that Morgana chooses to reveal herself. And again, watching them, uh, watching him react to this, of this like resigned 
like just fuck Morgana again. Yeah. God damn. Like yeah. he just is thinking he, his head. First like, of all, he thinks that Mythian tricked them. Second of all, he's like mother of all fucks. Why is Morgana back? And I think third, and this may be the thing that stings the most. He thinks Merlin was right. <laughs> I should have listened Dude, oh, to that's Merlin. The worst. That is absolutely the worst. <laughs> he's like, I cannot uh, believe. Yeah. Absolutely cannot believe that this is happening. Um, uh, Arthur asks, like, hey, like, what? why do you need me? You've already killed my father. But, of course, Odin is, is seeking revenge for the death of his son um, and says, you know, I'm just I'm just going to kill you. And he's like, you can't kill Camelot like like that. Like, I, the, the knights of Camelot will, will hunt you down and chase you and mm. get you. And Odin's like, I don't care. This is worth it for me. <laughs> yeah. He's talking a big talk about those knights, though. Um, I feel like, like if he was confident that, that Camelot will come and kick your teeth in, brother. I guess so. Uh, I don't know if he can really back up because he's only got like 11 guys and then like 22 more back at the castle. Like Camelot's very small. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> tiny kingdom. How many landed like 20 somethings could be but out to there? To be fair, uh, <laughs> Odin's only got like 45 guys. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. All of them are in the tomb with them right now. Like, when we talk kingdoms, we're talking like. Like apartment complex. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's just like this, there's a lot of this. You know, there's a, a group of people, but it's not like crazy. Chris, I've done the numbers. Uh, this podcast has more listeners than Arthur has subjects. I, I honestly <laughs> wouldn't believe it. We're as big as Camelot. And, yeah, and don't wow, even don't wow, even we put it that way. Don't even get me started on Monster of the Week, man. We're like four or five Camelots Dude, over there. Yeah, we're like Senred's kingdom. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he had a lot of guys. You saw more goats of, with that army. That was a, a lot big of army. dudes. Um, Gwen and Merlin sneak up uh, on this tomb. They decide to split up. Uh, I thought this was going to be like a knock out some guards and steal their armor kind of thing, but we don't even. Me too. We don't spend and any I thought time that with it that. It was funny that Gwen was going to take the armor of the guy who pissed all over. Himself. I did too. And I th- I th- there's always a joke about Gwen going to the bathroom somewhere every time Gwen shows up. And, so, and of course, he targets the guy who's going to the bathroom. Uh, He's like, that's hey, that's my job. Merlin Merlin casts a spell that's just like a raccoon and some leaves. That's the only reason that they split up, so that Merlin, Merlin can, can do, do some magic. magic. Yeah. Um, and he managed He's to like, just tell Gwen. You think he gives a shit? Gwen does not fucking care, my man. He know Merlin knows that he could tell Gwen, but he also knows that Gwen would very quickly reveal it to everyone else by accident. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the, That's only, the only reason, reason he why. Yeah. His secret is not safe. He uh he sneaks in Merlin sneaks inside the tomb, uh, and he watches as Odin raises his sword, obviously about to kill Arthur and uh, Merlin cast like you know. Earth- I thought he was gonna do a little flick of the wrist, dude. Nope. He cast Earthshaker and then thrusts his fist into the ground, and it causes this whole tomb to start collapsing. It's pretty badass. Uh, this is like the third or fourth time I feel like he's done this to a building. Like he did this to the castle in season mm-hmm. three or season yeah, four. Yeah, because a giant stone fell on Morgana. It should have killed her right then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and there was a moment like so there. Arthur uses this obviously to to manage to escape they, and to fight off the guards. Um, he's fighting his way through. Um, he has to fight through some guard. He's about to get speared in the back when uh, Merlin like has saves him, which I think he is. He's not given enough credit for that. Um, and there was a moment where Arthur's just su- surprised to see him. <laughs> I was kind of confused, and maybe I just like looked down to type at the wrong moment. But it looked mm-hmm. like Merlin uses his magic to like sling Morgana back into this tomb. As yeah, it's he collapsing. does. So as as Arthur and Percival have made for the door, they've got. Um, Princess Mythian and her dad uh, they're all making their escape and then Merlin turns back for like one second and just does a big old blast at uh, Morgana and knocks her back and what do you know some fucking stones fall on her head does does that mean did she see him do it? That's the part that I was confused about. She doesn't. That is, I'm also very confused okay. about. So I, I'm gonna. I don't know if she saw it or if she was just like concussed and like doesn't doesn't know what happened because sure. she's certainly looking forward. Uh, but Merlin isn't 
doesn't have any special reaction. Yeah. Morgana yeah. doesn't because she's got blood coming out of her ears. So. <laughs> she's um, blood and rocks coming out of her ears. Yeah, she just forgot how to count. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Morgana it'll just... Be, it'll be interesting. Mor- I think they would have lingered on it a little bit more if it was going to be a That's, thing. I, I think so as well, yeah. Um, poor Morgana. She just forgot the word sunset. She doesn't know why. Dude, yeah. she can't, She's a lot of, lot of information coming out those years <laughs> right now. Uh, Arthur, Merlin, Mythian, uh, King Ragnarok, uh, and... Is that is that the is that the band? <laughs> he's, had a, he's had a different name every time. <laughs> um, and arms, arms is there too. They all run out of the tomb. They're pretty quickly spotted by more of Odin's men, and so they have to kind of fight their way through. Uh, Arthur is only a little bit surprised when King Ragnarok can actually you know hold a sword pretty well. Um, yeah, but then two seconds later, old King Rhyhorn here is like, hold oh, on, no, I, can't, I can't go any you're further. You're gonna have to go like, off. You, like, you were just talking that game about how you're like, hey, I still got some, you know, the old dog because I'm fighting him, and then he's like, wait, hold up, <laughs> hold up, not that much. Gotta catch my breath, guys. Hold up, hold up. I'm actually out of fight now. Um, Arthur makes the decision of like, hey, you guys run that way. We're going to lead them. Um, they want me. They don't want you guys. So you guys run this way. We're going to lead them away from you guys to save you. Um, and eventually they run into a dead end uh, and turn around to face um, Odin and his men. And Odin challenges Arthur. Uh, basically, he's like, this is this is my fight. And um, mm-hmm. I I made a joke about, in my notes about Arthur twirling his sword again. Uh, and then instantly forgot it because the look on Arthur's face during this fight is yeah. incredible. We've never seen this guy. We've seen him like angry like the time he lashed out at Lancelot and Gwyn when he caught them smooching in the in, in, the, in the in the boudoir or whatever um we've seen him like kind of play fight with Merlin and like you know I'm just gonna beat you up or whatever and we've seen him like actually do some combat in the field this is something totally different than that like he looks like a cold-blooded killer he looks like there's yeah, all of the life leaves his eyes as he's looking at Odin and just like savagely beating this dude down mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's pure anger. It's just that fire has has taken over his actions, and as they fight, as Arthur beats him down, uh, he gets him. Arthur gets Odin disarmed, sword to the throat, and it's only when Merlin yells out for him to stop that he hesitates for half a second, um, and Merlin desperately is telling him, you know, hey, killing him is not going to bring your dream of uniting the kingdoms any closer this is not gonna help uh and we see a little bit of that that anger will come wash away from arthur although he's still really on the edge and even as he says all these that he says he can still feel like there is that anger like he's he offers a truce but only because he knows it's the right thing to do and he's overcoming the part of himself that wants to kill Odin, because I don't think for a second that Arthur actually wants to let him live. He just knows what the right thing to do. It is choosing that over his own desires. It was almost like you had the idea, or you could get the idea that Arthur was offering the truth just to say the truce, just to say that he'd done it, right? Just to be yeah. like, I, yeah. Yeah, I tried, yeah, yeah. and he he still wanted to fight, so cut his head off. Uh, even and then, like I think it finally starts to click as he as, as he starts asking Odin to do this, of like, hey, you know, this if we continue down this path the entire kingdom will be at war. Obviously like Arthur killing Odin is going to start a war in the seven kingdoms. Is it seven kingdoms or is that a game of Thrones yeah, thing? That's, that's game of Thrones. Okay. It could be seven. We don't know. We don't, we don't we know, don't know. The, kingdoms are here. the size, you know, it, seven's a good number. <laughs> seven's always a good number for kingdoms. Seven or nine. Um, yeah. They, 
you know, hey, we, I don't want to do this. And, you know, and I think he has a comment, like he has a line here that says, you know, if we do this, this blood will never wash off. Yeah, blood will never wash off. That's a good, yeah, because if I get revenge here, then your people will hate Camelot forever. If you get revenge, Camelot, you know. Um, yeah, the blood will never wash off. It's a good line from Arthur. And eventually uh, he, he puts the sword down. He reaches out his hand and Odin, uh, realizing this is probably the only path forward to him, path forward for him like takes the arm a truce it's as a truce it is i really like again you know they keep showing this um and i don't necessarily think i needed a whole other episode about it but like arthur in on one hand uh doing the thing that his dad would not have right showing mercy showing restraint uh showing a dedication to peace over violence and also like how flipped that is from what morgana morgana's plans are yeah, Morgana yeah. keeps finding these people that have grudges against Arthur and being like, "Let's go get Arthur," and then Arthur fucking one after the other just flips them <laughs> and it's like and just mm-hmm. brings them back into the fold somehow. And it's got to be extremely frustrating for Morgana to watch. Uh, and we don't we don't really talk about any of this because we're gonna we're gonna zip right back over to the castle. Uh, yeah, always it's like yep, no time to no time to digest. Just you know, the only thing I'll say is I wish that if they were gonna do this, if they were gonna have Arthur forsake revenge in in for the sake of peace. I wish that maybe maybe we had spent a little bit more time like pondering this. I guess yeah. I've watched Merlin for five seasons. I know that Odin's the enemy. I know that we hate him, but it's just that direct face to face conflict has never been there, and that like revenge has never seemed like a thing that Arthur is overly concerned about. It seems like he kind of you know, he accepted what happened and he has just tried to move forward. So to have it come back so strongly in this, and to have him drive him to the edge like this uh, would have been maybe a little bit more satisfying if we'd spent more time with it. That being said, we get the one episode arc and I, and I, especially with the performance, I'm happy with the way that we turned out with this. You know, there's something to be said for that face-to-face contact when you're, you know, when you have a, a specter of a villain, like hanging over mm. the series like mm. that, um, watching uh, uh, not any major spoilers for Mandalorian season three, but like, if you know anything about <laughs> the Mandalorians, they all wear their fucking helmets all the time. And like, it's a religious, right. not all of them, but like, it's a, it's a big thing and they don't take it off very often. Um, and what it, it makes to, for me, when I watched all of season three and got to the finale, like all of these characters are doing all of these things. And I'm just like, I don't, it's just a mask. <laughs> like, I don't know what it yeah, needs. Yeah, like yeah, having yeah. not, it would just removed a lot of the human connection. And I feel like that's what we missed. Cause even when Odin showed up with the, like this blood revenge, like I was like, Oh Yeah and because we just hadn't talked about it he hadn't been around in a while so we just hadn't really like put it they haven't mentioned it arthur hasn't mentioned it so it just kind of felt like okay and it, it works it's it's all good don't get me wrong i'm, I'm right. enjoying it um but it's just it does feel a little abrupt kind of uh yeah definitely, definitely. back at camelot gaius uh doctors up um king ragnor uh, Arthur tells them, uh, Mythian and, and her dad, that Odin has withdrawn his army. Mythian tries to apologize, but of course Arthur is like, don't, uh, you know, it's just super good that I was able to do this. And Mythian is like, I just, he has huge crush eyes on Arthur, like just heart eye emoji all the, all yeah. the way around. And yeah, like, she's like, damn it. She's looking at the one that got away. Yeah. And Gwen is over there just like, yeah, girl, he's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Arthur and Gwen walk down the hallway and she and Arthur's like the biggest surprise at all. This is I got to give Merlin some credit. <laughs> Merlin isn't always an idiot. He tells her. Yeah. She tells him that she's proud of him. I feel like Gwen should have Merlin's back more often. I do too. Ever, ever, ever since she got promoted, ever since she became royalty, she's not treated Merlin very well. I don't think, or just even wow. like, I don't even barely seen him, seen her talk to him. They've had very little interaction. Very rude. Very rude. He, I mean, what do I know? 
but uh we do go over to the lab where there's this um and in merlin fashion we're, we're, we're finishing up with dinner uh with gaius and, and merlin and merlin is like she's gotten super powerful and gaius says you know hey not not as powerful as you and she's like what, what if what if she does like that's not yeah, that's not good um, and the episode what if those rocks didn't fall on her didn't kill her <laughs> yeah what if it just makes her angry and she does something even crazier next she time seems, i think the more brain cells she loses the more <laughs> space she has for magical power and the angrier she gets um because you know in his perspective like it's good that they've made this truce but the truce doesn't matter if like an agent of chaos like morgana is out there uh trying to bring it all down um and the, the episode ends on this kind of like weird weird unknown note uh which yeah which, there is the threat looming over them uh and then we get the next episode preview to which i just wrote down goth shit so that's goth shit. oh yeah no, 100%. that's just what happens next week everybody is goth shit yeah. so surprisingly a lot of goth shit on merlin a lot of goth stuff on merlin i agree with you uh yeah i like this episode I don't yeah. think it's as good as some of the stuff we've seen in season five so far. The The travel stuff really, it just wears out its welcome. Mythian constantly having to sneak around Morgana. Like by the fourth or fifth time we've seen that. I'm they could like, have dealt with that better because having Morgana back in Camelot like that, like there was some, there was some real some prime time to do some stuff. I would have taken this going on for two episodes as a B plot until it finally comes to a head, sure. right? Yeah. Where we get something else going on because having Morgana there for that long while Merlin tries to snoop around and prevent anything from happening, you know, that could have been interesting. Um, but overall, this episode's pretty good. It had some actually, you know, some visceral fight scenes. Yeah. Um, where, because there was that anger, there was, there was that, that layer behind it that we don't normally get. So, uh, yeah, overall I'm, I'm digging it. I, I am too. They, they, the fight scene choreography is always so, so, so good in this. Um, and it's just always it's fun. good to bring back Mythian because it does show, which I, you know, it, it's a good parallel to this, like the uh, making allies, restoring peace, like taking care of your friends and neighbors. Like that is what's core here. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So doing all of this, not just for revenge, but to help your allies, to help your neighboring kingdoms. And then at the end, make a peace treaty with with Odin like that. Uh, you know that this is what Arthur's Camelot is all about. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and setting that up. Right. Like, because I feel like where they want us to go in season five is like Arthur realizing his dream. Like, I feel like they've, they, he's mm-hmm. dealing with his past issues with his father. He's coming to terms with the fact that he can be a King on his own recognizance. He's, you know, he's, he's laying these things to rest, these things that have been bothered for a while in order to go and unite the kingdom and to come, bring upon the land of, um, Avalon? That can't be right. Avalon? Uh, Albion. Albion, thank you. I knew I was off there. I was like, Abalone? Is that a meat? What am I what am I talking about? Uh I, I, I like it a whole lot. Like I, I feel like it's good. I just this episode was a and it's not bad at all. It's just some parts were like, all right, come on, come on, come on, get to the thing. Like get yeah, to the right, get to the thing. Right. Um I needed I needed Gwen, you know, gets lost in the woods as a B plot for this, and that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Gwen fights a bear. <laughs> Gwen fights a bear, yes. Because because he pissed all over Because he territory. pissed all over Yeah, perfect. You see, we we sold it. We fixed it, Jake Mishi. Yeah, no, cool. Come 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 at us. Whoa. Uh here we are, eleven years later, fixing your shit. Uh yeah. any last thoughts? No, oh, good episode. Excited to see where this goes. We're getting there, man. We're getting there. We're almost to the end of Merlin. It's gonna be super weird. Uh, in the meantime, if you like this podcast and want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash monster of the week to do so. Uh, you can also leave ratings and reviews on Apple podcast and other podcasting services. You can tell your friends and your family about the podcast. You could go to a Merlin convention, find some cosplayers, tell them about the podcast. The other day on TikTok, somebody sent me this very cute video of somebody that does like, uh, TikTok doodles. I wish I had 
thought to look it up before so I could say their name because it's a, it's a, it's very cute videos. I'll I'll put it in the show notes. I'll, I'll remember to put this in the show mm-hmm. notes. Uh, and I just straight up told them, hey, we have a Merlin podcast, and I like your art. <laughs> so that's the way that I advertise the podcast. Uh, Got to get those downloads any way we can. Thank you so much for listening. That, that's what matters the most. We will be back next week with Got Shit. Bye. Jesus Christ. What? Is it because I'm chewing? It scared the hell out of me. I was, I I just, should, I, should I just wait a minute before I come in? Or should I no. whisper softly? Hello. No, no. Well, yeah, I do like the whisper oh. softly thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whisper I don't softly. I think right that here. I'm a ghost from the other room, you know? I, I'm, I'm constantly worried that you're a ghost, to be honest with you. There's, well, there's, a lot of people are worried about that. There's some random sound effect in um, Dra- Dragon Quest. I don't know what it was, but it kept sounding like something tapping downstairs in my kitchen. So I had to, the first time I heard it, I heard it like three times. I was like, I got to go check what the fuck is going on. And then it finally <laughs> confirmed it was coming from the cave. I was like, what is happening? It's too late at night to be hearing these noises. I was just, um, I was just sitting here like mindlessly looking at Facebook and I kept hearing like a vibrating noise, like a kind of thing. Mm. And I can't figure out, I don't think it's from the house. I think there's some random animal somewhere in the neighborhood just, like, moaning loudly. Oh. I don't, I, that's the only thing I could possibly think it is. That's very frightening. <laughs> <laughs> is it dying? What is it doing? I don't know, man. Cows make weird fucking noises if you live I around them. I bet they them. do. I don't think <clears throat> I live near any cows, but um, I, we, this is a very exciting story, but I was near a, I was near a very large pig recently. Okay. Um. I don't think I've been near a real life pig since I was like a child at like a petting zoo or something. Um, and brother, I, when was the last time you saw a real life pig? <laughs> the, the lady across the street has one, so it what wanders around the, the neighborhood. Okay, well, this pig was fucking. <laughs> it was big and fat, and it was making some good old fashioned pig noises. And I've, I, I guess I was really surprised that that's what pigs are really like. Um, everybody else at the party who saw this pig was like, oh. I never want to eat bacon again. I was like, I'm gonna be real with y'all. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> kind of right hungry right now. I kind of kill that pig. <laughs> Anybody got some Ellen, some Ellen, some tea? I got a sandwich. I got to wake. Uh, yeah, the lady across the street has a has a pig, and I was like, they live just a little bit down the way, so we don't drive by their house very often. Um, but like, I was, we were. Uh, this is back when we still smoked. We uh, we were outside sitting on the steps smoking. And just like a pig comes. Yeah, he <laughs> comes and he posts up. He's, he's just like, like there, yeah. and we're like, what in the fuck? And that's before we knew that she owned it, that it was hers. Yeah. And then, like, sure enough, the neighbor is like, hey, have y'all? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah he was yeah. bumming six from us. Oh, uh, Jesus. Pigs are weird. We're, we're, we got a lot uh, of chickens in the neighborhood, but that's about it for barnyard animals. 
my my other neighbor has um hunting dogs he raises hunting dogs thankfully he's like three doors down from me uh which is good because I think the dogs would make a lot of noise. If they, I would hear them a lot more often yeah. if we lived closer. Yeah. Um, chickens are all over the place. Someone's got some ducks now. Uh, there's a, we're going to, I mean, horses everywhere, cows everywhere. Um, there's a couple of donkeys, I know for sure. Um, did I tell you about the time I went to meet us? Donkeys. Some donkeys. Domesticated donkeys. Dude, there's a, somewhere in, 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 not in my neighborhood, but in like the area, I had two donkeys and some dude came over and just shot them both in the face. What? Uh, and one survived. Uh, which <laughs> I just, and like they're doing like, you know, cause there's like this like area Facebook group or whatever. Um, it's just, it, 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 they're like posting updates or whatever, and I was like, "Jesus, what the fuck?" Damn, why did he shoot him? I don't know. No, they don't know. Was it gang related? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. Oh, dude, you want to see something crazy? I was looking for the picture of the horse, and I went on that uh, that same website, and this dude, <laughs> this is on a post. It's like, "Hey, whose is this?" <laughs> I just, I just texted it to you. Oh my god. It's like a is that a is that a ram? That's a goat of sorts, right? Yeah. It says anyone missing this dude on such and such highway, <laughs> if he gets in our landscaping, he'll be on the pit next weekend. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. Uh about to kill this thing. Oh yeah, here's the um Oh yeah, the the donkey was able to to uh eat some food last night. Good. That's good. With like what's like a half a face? No, I mean, to be honest with you, it looks like a fucking great donkey for being shot in the face. Like, I'm really impressed by the way this donkey Really? You know, I wonder, I just wonder what he said, you know? (laughs) What the, what do you think he did something to deserve this, Chris? (laughs) I'm just saying. Why don't you believe victims, you asshole? (laughs) I'm just saying. We don't know the whole story. That's all. I'm I'm not implying anything. I'm just saying we don't know the whole story. I'm trying to find the original post. So that I can. He looks like a fine donkey. He just looks like a normal donkey. I mean, he has an IV or whatever. Yeah. I can't find. Just hope um... he doesn't go running his mouth off next time. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um... Yikes. There's an x ray. I don't know if I want to see the. The, You don't want to see the wound, huh? Uh, Okay. I talk a big game, but I'm a little squeamish. <laughs> yeah. Here's a here's a really just nice picture of the donkeys though. How do I get to the oh. Right? This is and this is a this is beforehand, obviously. Yeah, this is just the beforehand. Uh somewhere between one and two AM and Monday morning, my now two donkeys I'm just kinda sad. were shot in their own pasture. Fred was oh. killed. He took a shot to the chest and it punctured his lungs. We don't know how long we don't know how Ashley survived. She was shot twice in the head. Oh my god. As you can see in and I'm not sending any of these pictures, you can see the bullets are still inside her skull. We are headed to LSU with her. Everybody takes her and their weird animal they're like endangered animals to the LSU wow. uh vet center. I was talking uh, a lot of shit, but that's very sad. That's fucked up. Somebody come into your yard and kill your pet, which is Fred, essentially what this is. Fred and Ashley were not just stonkies. They were part of our family. Aww. My sister taught them to smile. <laughs> they were always very calm, loving babies who could do this to an innocent animal. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, let me back it up a little bit. I thought maybe there was some history. Maybe there was uh, some backstory. Um, 
when you lay it all, you know, I was I wasn't able to um, identify and to sympathize with the donkeys, but now after seeing them, I can. You know, there's a little bit more humanity inside me now. Yeah, I'm um, glad. I'm glad I could reach you, Chris. I'm glad I could reach past the gamer. The I gamer started exterior. off being real flippant, thinking I'm real funny, and now I've I've just got pain in my heart. So um, pain in happy your Sunday. Pain in your heart. Heart. In my heart. In your heart. I'm looking through, uh, I was hoping for some like classic Facebook comic gold, uh, but it's just a lot of people being very nice. <laughs> so yeah, There's no nobody being super weird or anything. Yeah. Well, that's good, I guess. Damn. Damn. Poor donkeys. Poor, uh, poor donkeys. Too bad it wasn't that pig I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Be having him on some, some lettuce and tomatoes. Actually, that pig, it had two goat friends and the goats were like protecting it because it was a little nervous around all the people who were there. Uh, and the goats were like guarding around it, which was very interesting. You and I talked recently mm-hmm. via text, and you had just come back from a party or a wedding or something. Yeah, yeah. and and you had said to me privately that I'm now going to repeat publicly. Oh, sure. Uh, that you didn't have a particularly great time because the mm-hmm. the owners weren't able to keep the dogs like off the tables or off the so people. I every every event I've ever gone to for <laughs> some <laughs> reason I barely know any of the people involved. For some reason I'm helping to set up. I was at a wedding a couple years ago, and, and I'm the wedding organizer just like pulled me aside and was like, listen, buddy, you're going to have to help me with all this. I'm like, I don't even go here. What do you mean? And so that's what happened here, too. And we had just finished setting up these tables, and then the fucking dogs jumped on the table. Um, and they were fine. They were nice dogs. But they just were they, – they ruined everything that we did. And they were very, very, very friendly, which is obviously that's adorable. That's great. But it, when you're trying to get shit done, I was like, listen, pups. We got to we got to stop. Stop following me around. I didn't have food. They just wanted attention, um, which, again, in hindsight, you know, that's that's cute. Right. But then got back to Jess's later and her dog and her dog walks up, wants to be pet for one second. And then it's like, OK, I've had enough of you and walks away. And I'm like, what a saint. What a beautiful <laughs> creature. And that's I just feel like me and Jess's dog have a lot in common in that way. <laughs> I'm just wondering what's going on with you that you're constantly surrounded by animals at these parties like last time it was dogs that would get off tables the time was pigs surrounded by goats <laughs> it's just you know i'm just that guy i guess you're, i guess you're just that guy I get, you know i get the curiosity in me because i don't have a dog i don't have a pig so mm-hmm. i'm kind of like what's going on with this like this big like what's what's up i do you the think they can sense nephew. that I'm like you i think... don't have a son so let me just kind of like fuck with you a little bit <laughs> you, th- you think they can just <laughs> he doesn't like, like me that much <laughs> they can smell it on you like they can just can smell the human and not the I, I think so. I think so. I think they just know. They just know something's up with me, and they just want to. They want to figure me out the way that I'm trying to figure them out. So I was. Uh, I'm. I'm. As I was trying to close out of Facebook, it it reloaded the page, and um, this local restaurant that me and Autumn go to, I follow them on Facebook for like to basically know when they're doing crawfish. That's the only reason. <laughs> uh, but they they posted a picture. I guess they're doing like an employee spotlight, and I just want you to to read. This in the order that it appears. I'm texting it to you now. This is a little employee spotlight for, for somebody. <laughs> it's a, this for the kitchen manager. Mm-hmm. So the order that it appears. Okay, Jordan has been with the restaurant for 15 years. Uh, his favorite item on the on the menu was the 12 ounce ribeye. Um, when, when he's not working, he is off chasing Jesus. <laughs> Okay. What do you mean, what do you mean chasing, chasing him? I thought they built. I thought they built a bunch of houses for him everywhere. I like we found him. I thought we knew right where to go for Jesus. Yeah, we, chasing I mean, we, him sounds has a negative connotation. Chasing like he him can't down. quite catch him. He can't quite get that Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? Trying to, try to get that Jesus, and he Better just keeps slipping away. Dragon, you know what I'm saying? Oh my God! I'd rather be chasing Jesus than chasing the dragon, son. Let me tell you. Let me tell let you me one tell thing you. loud and clear. Uh, Jimmy, oh let me ask God. you a question. 
Sure. Do you think UFOs are demons? <laughs> do you want me to tell this story? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I don't know if you can. I can't. Yeah, I don't think anybody would listen to it. And and uh, the guy in question. So I start at the beginning. Uh, work trip reports from the field from Jeremy's job. Uh, I have. I have to spend like a day and a half with this one dude in a truck as we ride around uh, doing my job. Um, and as, as you might imagine, like conversation starts to like Peter out. Like there's, we, I don't have a lot in common with this dude. Um, he's a little bit older than I am. Uh, he's, he's not a gamer. He's not a gamer. Uh, uh, he's just seems to be going through a lot of drama with his family. Like we went through all that stuff. Um, and then on the second day, uh, I get there early. We jump in the truck we go out uh, and keep in mind that there's a woman in the back seat of the truck uh, during this entire conversation who is just glued to her phone, not saying a word. She's only with us to help us like find something, right? Like it's, it's, it's yeah. so like, it's just weird that she's not talking during this. <laughs> uh, he just out of nowhere, like comfortable silence. And then out of nowhere, he says, uh, Hey, what do you think about the military releasing all this information about UFOs? And I was Which, like, it, weird, weird conversation starter, but it's something interesting. It's least, topical, right? right? Like it's topical. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's, and you can go, oh, you know, oh, I don't know about all that. What about you? And then he can say, oh, I think it's really interesting. I've always had a fascination with you. But that's what I would expect that, that conversation to go. Is yeah. that where it went? So I say, uh, I think it's really weird. I said, do you? I said, I don't really. I can't imagine that they're just aliens. Like I feel like that, like if there were actually aliens visiting the planet, they'd be doing more than just like hanging out and and just watching us, right? Like I feel like this is just a like reasonable a, assumption to make. A literal, like I think this is just a literal, like unidentified flying object, not not aliens from another planet. And I'm and like, he's like, okay, okay, cool. And I'm like, so what do you, what do you think about it? And he just, he was driving, so he doesn't look me in the eye or anything. But uh-huh. he just like just deadpan says, "I think they're demonic spirits." <laughs> and I was, I just, I was so blown away by this uh-huh. conversation. And what did you say? Like, how do you, how do you respond to that? You go, "Oh yeah." Like, <laughs> That's what? exactly like, what, what I said. Say? I was like, I was like, "Tell me more." I'm like, "Really? What do you?" I mean, like, okay, what? Give me some more information. He's like, "Yeah, absolutely. I think they're, I think they're demonic spirits." Uh, and I think that they are, they are pretending like they are from like, and he kind of starts stumbling, like he can't come up with the words. And I was like, like they're from Alpha Centauri. And he's like, exactly. Like they're from Alpha <laughs> Centauri. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, because they, uh, are going to pretend that they're aliens and that they come from a place where there is no God. And they're going to convince people here based on this information that God isn't there so that God doesn't exist oh, here. It's either. working, dude. I mean, <laughs> And he's and then he starts doing that thing that all uh like real Bible thumping uh like no I hesitate to use the word crazy right like I don't try to excise that word from my vocabulary a little bit but like yeah yeah, yeah I feel like the extremist Christian or like yeah. uh conspiracy Christian how about that like mm-hmm. those Bible thumping conspiracy Christians it's like well you know the Bible talks about this in the end of days like there, there's going to be a, a da, 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 and, just, and he goes on for a little while uh and, I, and he was and he even says and during this like I, I bet you think I'm crazy right like I bet you think I'm insane I'm like hey dude no judgment from me man like I'm not I'm the last person in the world to cast right. stones like if you right. think that they're demonic spirits Listen, I'm a gamer, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Like, my dad is a whale. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I've seen it all. <laughs> I've seen it all. I don't, what do you care? It's video games, man. Um, so, like, we has the conversation. And then, like, I don't know why I can't leave this alone, Chris. I just had to tug at the, at the string a little bit. So, I was like, so, if they're... And he, I said, first off, because he is my customer, right? I was like, so yeah. first off, I want to say, like, I'm not... This is not me making fun at all. I'm genuinely curious right. about this. Like, if it, on the premise that they are demonic beings from outer space or demonic beings pretending to be from outer space i said do you think that they 
have like raided our imagination in order to appear like they're UFOs. Like that that's the like do you think they're using like human imagination to come up with this like thing? Or and he goes, Oh, oh, oh no 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 no. I mean, they may be pretending from their outer space, but they built the spaceships. Like oh. it was the <laughs> Oh they like, oh <laughs> like it was just the most normal thing in the oh. world. Like, oh, they built the spaceships. Like abs- like no question. Like absolutely that part, okay. that's that's interesting. Wow, they didn't expect that term at all. <laughs> and at of all. course I'm so fucking supernatural pilled at this point that I'm just like picturing Crowley yeah. right like Crowley like having like as much as he hated the job of being the devil uh, or being the ruler king of hell or whatever they called him uh, building UFOs to fuck with humans yeah building UFOs to fuck with people I think is right in his fucking wheelhouse right like meanwhile the chick in the back is just like tapping on her phone, on her phone dude just tapping anything. on her phone not saying a word sending an SOS to her friends <laughs> <laughs> didn't even didn't pop i didn't even think to look back until i've kind of forgotten she was with us because she was just it's, disappeared see it used to be i when i first started my job like working full-time after college um 10 or well, more yeah 10 years ago now it, i got really into all sorts of different podcasts and i went down that like you know the cryptid the conspiracy theory all that stuff with bigfoot stuff because i just thought it was so interesting and i thought listening to all these stories was so fascinating but I didn't believe it. I didn't believe any of this stuff. I lo- I just lo- I just loved hearing about it. It was like this like made up fantasy land that like some people believe are real. Um, and that was just that was just so fascinating to me. But then, but now it's just it ain't like that anymore. You can't you can't harmlessly have fun with this stuff because if he believes that demons are creating UFOs, what else does he believe? What else does he believe? Surely some damaging ideology going on behind the UFO demons. Oh, and we and believe me, like uh, I got you know at the, at the time that all of this was happening, uh, you know, there was a, some Bud Light jokes thrown there. You know, go woke, go broke. I that still kind of stuff. don't even know what happened with Bud Light. Because I know everyone matter. was mad about it, so I just yeah. thought, yeah. I guess but, they did something for like gay rights, or I don't fucking know. Yeah, they um, they just they just like had a a a trans spokesperson. Um, oh, I think okay. they I think they put I think they put them on the can. I actually I don't know the trans person in question at all. Like I just know that they are trans. It's the weirdest thing in the world to to, to be because everybody down here is like I'm never drinking Bud Light again, and I'm like I don't. Wow. I mean, like, it's not a hard, like, y'all should not be drinking Bud Light anyway. It's not that good oh, of a beer. <laughs> like, you could drink anything else. <laughs> like, you could get a... Why the fuck? Anyway. Oh, yeah, dude. Fuck, it's, fuck them. But um, it's, so at the same time that I'm getting demonic beings pretending to be from outer space, but constructing spaceships <laughs> in order to <laughs> really sell the whole bit. Uh, I just, man, if they, I mean, imagine if they were doing it. Imagine if that's true and they're just this bad at it. Imagine if he, imagine if he's right. Imagine if he's right and they're this bad at it, but like they haven't even been caught yet. Like their whole their whole thing is like we gotta we gotta make folks believe that they're from outer yeah. space and they just like appear and go away. Yeah, they just speed off with some, and it's just always like fifteen year old um, soccer players in in Mexico who are spotting them and, and filming them on their cameras. And so, but that's demons. That's that's, that's the demons. Thing yeah, that's yeah, that's demons. the thing. That's... They, their plan isn't working out. About as many people have seen UFO as seen the Virgin Mary crying. The Virgin statues, right. the Virgin Mary right. crying. Like Dude, right, you want to talk about the Virgin Mary crying? I want to know the science behind that. What's going on there? <laughs> What's, What's inside those stones? That's it's making just it It's just moisture, was, Chris. It's just water. Dude, it's just not I was that big so of a deal. scared of uh, not the Virgin Mary. Well, yes, I was scared of the Virgin Mary um, when I was a kid, <laughs> but with the burning bush thing, I don't. I don't remember the Bible. I don't remember anything I learned in, in uh-huh. Bible school. But the burning bush, right? I we heard about that and then I went to my friend's house and we had a little sleepover 
and we were like telling ghost stories. And for some reason, I became petrified of seeing a burning bush. Like I thought that, that was like a sign of a ghost. And then that night, I scared myself into thinking that I had seen the ghost of the Virgin Mary and that she was going to kill me. <laughs> so my relationship with Catholicism was never healthy. Uh, but I do have a weird little phobia of these crying statues. They just kind of freak me out. I don't like it. Did you? Because uh, I got I was un- un- unfortunate enough to have to watch a bunch of um, like christian movies and stuff like mm-hmm, my, mm-hmm. my my grandparents are really into that did you do you think you got freaked out by like ben-hur did you ever have to watch any of that stuff like the original like mm. 1950s version of the ten commandments movie uh, oh yeah you know what i'm talking about with yeah. uh i don't remember the I, dude's name now but the yeah, that got charleston yeah, yeah. hilton because uh, dude i just pulled this up on the screen hold on i'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna me sc- too. Me too. I, i'm gonna screenshot this the bernie bush scene for you because i think this is why you were terrified uh. of it this is just absolutely terrifying. I don't like it. I mean, look at that. It doesn't have, like, I just, it didn't, whatever the, yeah, dude, that's too fucking scary. That's like, that's what Frodo sees when he puts the ring on. Like, what, <laughs> is that supposed to be a sign from God? Like, I'm, I'm scared. And I also just always thought it was really fucked up that God got that lady pregnant. I just thought she, I mean, it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> Even just as a kid, I just... Clearly, I had some issues with it. Doesn't uh, seem. I mean, there's a lot of that stuff in the in Christian lore. You know what I'm saying? Like it just just a whole lot of uh, just weird shit happening. That dude got swallowed by a whale, and it's supposed to be a story about how I'm not. I'm just supposed to believe or whatever. Yeah. No. No way. No. You're, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, come on. No way. No, no way. way. I don't know. I got. Uh, I made my sisters watch. Um, I've told you in the past that I have two sisters with the same name because of shenanigans, uh, divorces in my family or whatnot. Um, and the one time that they all hung out together, or that the two of them hung out together when they were like, uh, I think they were like 12 or 13. They came over to my apartment in Baton Rouge. So it was like, you know, a sleepover at Big Brother's house or whatever. And I was like, perfect time to introduce them to The Exorcist. Oh, <laughs> like, turn, nice. turn yeah. out the yeah, lights yeah. and like put yeah. on The Exorcist. Fuck them up forever, right? Dude, both of them were so fucking scared. <laughs> like, they had yeah. no idea what was happening. I, f- I felt a little bit bad for it, but not, you know, not, not really. Dude, I wish I had been an older brother instead of a younger brother. Because my sisters just tormented me all the time. Like, I told you back when we did Supernatural that they made me do Bloody Mary when I was like five. And yeah, that just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some trauma, you know? Um here I am, relatively normal. I mean, I'm a little fucked up, but like, well, I, I mean, function. You, I got a job. You spent all weekend playing video games, so like, that's, that's probably. I barely moved. But, uh, <laughs> Didn't move off the couch. I don't at least, speak to anyone, but. At, le- at least the video games you play change. I haven't stopped playing Slay the Spire in, in 14 years. You gotta go pro at this and, point. You have to go multiple, pro. Dude, I'm not even on the fucking level of pro yet. Like, I am, I'm so far. Practice, practice removed. makes perfect, bro. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I do remember, I just got to this point in Dragon Quest. Now, I do remember when I originally played the, the first release of this, which is not quite as long. Um, the game basically has two parts, three parts. It's like it's like a trilogy all in one. You play the first 30 hours, and then you basically, you get like the game's sequel um, for the next 30 hours, and then you beat the game. And then there's the post-game, which is like an extra dungeon and extra story stuff and blah, 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 whatever. Uh, but when you start that second half... Uh, I don't, I guess, like, extremely mild spoilers for Dragon Quest XI. I don't remember playing as all the other characters the first time around. 
I yeah. don't know if mm-hmm. that's an addition in the definitive edition that they put on Switch. Um, or it's, if I just completely block this out of my mind. But I'm doing it right now, and it's the first time in the 30 hours that I've played so far where I feel like the pacing has just kind of died. Like, yeah. as part of, like I like these characters. I'm curious to see how they ended up, where they ended up. Um, but I was just I was cruising, dude. I was leveling up. I was doing my thing. I was, I was forging new items, and now I'm just fucking going through these little vignettes, which aren't bad, but they have slowed things down. And I'm like, oh, this is where people drop off, I bet. <laughs> The so that that's definitely there in the Switch version because that was the version I played yeah. during during pandemic times. Uh, and I think if I remember right, like there's that whole section where uh, is it Luca, the the dude from Sailing Town or whatever, Slavando, uh, Slavando. Yeah, there you go. Uh, like there's a whole section of him and like he's just recruiting like a merry band of a yeah, ragtag yeah, thing. Yeah. And then there's like all of there's the whole wrestling section. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I, the wrestling section seemed like it was the most fucking slowest thing that I had ever played through. It was just god awful, obnoxious. Yeah. I hated it so much. Uh, but once you get past that, I feel like it just it, it smooths out at that point. Yeah. Like it, it especially goes... because yeah, from what I remember at that point in the original, maybe I'm completely remembering it wrong. But you just pick back up as the hero, like right, you know, at that at that point, and you play as him for a while. And when you're playing as like your person, your main character, it doesn't. I feel like that doesn't disrupt the flow as much, even if you have to go and gather your party up again. Yeah. Um, just because it's like, well, this is me. Like this is I've put all my stats into this person. Like they are the person I started with. So from a gameplay perspective, this is who I'm like. This is who I'm cruising with. Um, but yeah, this has been a little bit of a slog. But I'm still having a good time. I gotta get the gotta get the gang back together and then back at it. Back at it. To meringue. Do meringue, even. Dude, the, I, I gotta try it. I gotta, I'll report back later. Okay. <laughs> Should we burl? Burling, burling, burling.